Brought to you by the Induction Day Network. Because I know that there is so much more to this existence, like in ways beyond. Like I can't even really conceive it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's your physical body out of the way. Once you peel that back and you realise you're not your physical body, you know, not your name, you get to, you know, your personality, mm-hmm. yourself, your identity, your beliefs. Exactly. So, and you right now there, I can see you sitting in front of me, and you, of course, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Really, you're just a mass of energy vibrating at different frequencies. So thank you for joining us for another episode, episode two of Induction Day. We hope you listened to and enjoyed last week's episode where I attempted to answer the question, who are we? Um, my conclusion, I came to the conclusion that we are two things really, well a lot of things, but we are a little bit of God and we are our life purpose if that makes any sense to you i know it does to me so marcus how are you feeling today feeling very good are you buzzing to give your take on this mental question <laughs> absolutely buzzing. <laughs> it's going to be nice to see how how much your answer differs from mine obviously we're very different and we have very different perspectives um so should we just jump straight into it no messing about let's go marcus who are we <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think this question really is a matter of perspective. You see, it depends how we look at it because we are humans, obviously. But then you could ask, what are humans? Humans are part of a much bigger organism, you might call, you know, the earth. Mm-hmm. And then the earth is part of a, an even bigger, you know, <laughs> organism, let's say, you know, <laughs> the solar system, and then it goes to the galaxy and yeah, on, yeah. on and on. And so I want to talk about all of the different things in reality that we identify with and first you know I just want to talk more about the the kind of the idea that we are all different cells with certain functions in a much bigger organism for example if you take a skin cell of the human body that skin cell has a certain function mm-hmm and that skin cell has a certain level of intelligence because it functions, you know, on its own accord, so to speak. But that skin cell doesn't necessarily know that it's part of a human. Right. You follow? Yeah, I understand. So it's like, as humans, we all have different functions, which we, you know, label each other as, you might be a mother or a father or a brother or a sister. You might be a lawyer, a doctor, an athlete. All of these different functions we have make up a much bigger picture. Yeah. <laughs> and without the functioning of all these different individual cells, the world as we know it wouldn't be the way it is. Right. So on a, on a level, we are just a cell with a certain function acting out in a much bigger organism. Yeah. So the much bigger organism being the Earth, and then is the Earth just another cell another cell working for an even bigger organism that could be the galaxy or the universe well the the thing is there's no real separation even though we're looking at on different levels at the moment you know the earth and then the solar system yeah really it's just one big unified energetic field we term the universe so everything is um everything is just one big thing basically <laughs> yeah that's a simple way everything <laughs> is just one big thing so, <laughs> nice. you know but what we're dealing with here is 
of course, you know, the cosmos as we humans can perceive it in this, you know, density form, third dimension. But there's also, you know, it's a multi-dimensional universe and there's much more to this existence, this reality, yeah. than we perceive. Right. So to answer your question, is everything just one big thing? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's inconceivably complex. Though it is all one thing. So what do you mean by it's inconceivably complex? For example, do you know what's happening right now in uh, this point in space-time in the seventh dimension? I have absolutely <laughs> no clue. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's what I mean by inconceivably complex. We yeah. can't conceive it at this at this point in time with our current level of yeah. consciousness, collective consciousness yeah. as a species we aren't able to collectively, you know, tap into these high dimensions of existence. Yeah. People alive can do. Yeah. And it's very real. Yeah. But right now, me and you can't do that. <laughs> but for the people who, who you say, I just said, um, like what's, what's going on right now in the seventh dimension? A lot, I mean, a lot of things will be, it's <laughs> a whole, exactly. like, universe in itself within that dimension. Yeah. So there's multiple dimensions. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I mean, street theory. Yeah, okay. In, you know, theoretical physics states that there's up to 10, or at least a minimum of 10 right. dimensions. Oh, sweet. Um, 11, including time. And I mean, I think other, you know, philosophies, more kind of esoteric spiritual philosophies suggest there's even more than that. But if right. we're talking about in a scientific viewpoint, then yeah, string theory suggests there's a minimum of 10 dimensions, 11, including time. So are we all operating on the same... Like right now, are we operating on the same dimension? Like humanity, are we are we all living in the same dimension? Like all the seven and a half billion people, <laughs> are we living in the same dimension? It, it depends what you define humanity as. Yes, our physical bodies yeah, are okay, in yeah. the third dimension. Right. But not all of humanity's consciousness is resonating in the third dimension. Right, like you said, there's people who can travel... Astral project into different dimensions, for example. Yes, but also not necessarily, you know, leaving the physical body. They they are able to perceive yeah high dimensions within their still physical state. Yeah, just okay. That their consciousness is aware of a much broader spectrum of reality. So right now they could see all the stuff what's going on in this room, <laughs> which we aren't perceiving. People don't know how to comp- how to perceive it. Yeah, I mean, well, let's take our physical senses. Your sense of taste, let's say, or your sense of smell, your sense of, you know, sight, Mm -hmm. they are all just basically your physical body attuning to and basically being an active receptor of different frequencies and the frequencies are stored in the molecules which they interact with. Yeah, okay. That's a bit, that's more so, you know, an odor and taste your eyes yeah. are just set to i can't remember actually the, the bandwidth but if your eyes were able to see past the frequency range that we can currently see then yes you, you could probably see other things it's just that our sight is only in tune to a, a certain set of frequencies and yeah if there is energy existent that is beyond these frequencies our eyes aren't going to pick it up because it's not attuned to re- you know act- actively receive it but that's so going when you asked if 
someone right now could perceive, you know, other dimensions. It's a, it's not a case of them really perceiving it. It's just that they're resonating in a frequency which is aligned with that. What do you mean by that? So, how's the easiest way to explain this? It's not like they've just gained like superpowers. They've literally just changed. Their, their state of vibration has changed. They're resonating at a different frequency. And that is what causes this, you know, enhanced perception. So, do you believe human beings, do you believe we all have the capability to do this crazy stuff? It's almost quote-unquote superhero-like stuff. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And it's not so much a personal belief. There is science now coming out that suggests exactly that for example there is a book called the science of consciousness and contact with non-human intelligence and it's put together by the free foundation which is an organization including some of the most you know respected academia in the world from likes of harvard institute of noetic sciences and within that book they detail how as i just mentioned our dna is very inactive at the moment and they say that as they've done studies and as people activate their dna they become more energetically aware in terms of do you know what i mean by energetically aware so they become more sensitive to broader perceptions of reality right okay so does that mean for example you might be able to you might be more sensitive to somebody's aura or the energy. Or if you walk into a room, you can maybe pick up on the vibes more. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, a, yeah. One example. example. There's yeah. Countless. Yeah, I mean, infinite yeah. amount of things. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think the thing is, at the moment, we're still, we're only just scratching the surface. Yeah. As to what we're actually capable of. Yeah. And many of the things, let's say in the next 100 to 200 years, I believe that we will find out we're actually capable of yeah. right now the current level of consciousness is not it's not ready to accept these new humans there's a book by mary rodwell it's called something like the new human awakening to our cosmic heritage and it explains how we are awakening to a much a much greater human and when I say greater, I just mean more expanded than it was before. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've been conditioned to live accustomed to our five senses. You know, we grow up and if we can't see, hear, taste, touch or smell anything, our environmental conditioning says that it doesn't exist. Right. So already if we're to fall victims to this belief that if it doesn't exist in physical form, then it doesn't exist. At all. When in reality, we just can't perceive it. We just don't know how to perceive it or comprehend it. Right. And the, the thing is, it's actually flipped around. So for anything to come into physical existence, first it needs to be created energetically. Yeah. You know, so for example, if you want to... Do you want anything in life at the moment, Raf? A lot of things. Give me an example. One simple thing that you want. 
Um, you actually, you just told me you want a new car, right? Yeah, I want a new whip. <laughs> Bright orange. Sweet. Right. So you're now with your mind. Yeah. You're creating this image. We'll yeah. get onto you know how the mind works a little bit later on. But you're creating this image of this yeah. car that you want, and that is an actual energy that you've created is yeah. within your energetic so right a now. Thought it's a real thing yeah so it's a thought and thoughts are energy yeah exactly so you've energetically created what you want already and it's only a matter of time until that you know manifests into this physical reality and nothing can become physical unless it first is created energetically so it's literally like your imagination if i like you see if i visualize something i mean law of attraction if you visualize something <laughs> right. if you visualize something enough for a certain amount of time and work towards it eventually you'll get it you've curated it by imagining something if i if i imagine a certain car and me owning this certain car i've like almost created the reality of me owning that certain car yeah. like energetically until it happens in this reality until i physically have this car in front of me yeah precisely yeah and the the thing is that is very real but i think a lot of people are including myself you know i'm still learning very much but a lot of people don't really understand the law of attraction in my eyes you see the law of attraction is a secondary law and the, the primary law is the law of vibration which says that everything in existence is vibrating at a certain frequency so for you to attract something first, you need to attune or change your vibration to that which you desire. Like Einstein said, one of my favorite quotes ever is, everything is energy and that's all there is to it. If you yeah. match the frequency of the reality you want, you cannot help but get that reality. It can yeah. be no other way. Yeah. And this is not philosophy, this is physics. And that's what Einstein said. Yeah. And it's basically a super simplified explanation of how, how humans, create their lives so it's almost like we are i mean use a term quote-unquote superheroes but like the stuff we can do if we can i feel like if i said to somebody you you can visual if you imagine something hard enough you'll get it but it doesn't seem like it almost seems like a like it's made up it seems like a fantasy but according to physics and it ain't philosophy it isn't a theory or anything it's just physics or that your thoughts attract what you want. Your thoughts can create your your own reality, essentially. Because we are, everything's operating at a certain frequency. So if we raise our vibrational frequency, we'll attract better things. And if we lower it, we'll attract worse things. Is that, is that how it works? There's a couple of things going on there. First, just the, let's just define thought. So thought is simply an energetic impulse right? that some we create and some we pick up. Yeah, definitely. We create, but on a subconscious level due to our conditioning, mm-hmm. up, yeah. you know, the belief systems that we adopt. So yeah, we, we can create the life that we want with our thoughts, but it's important to understand that a thought, you can't just think, you have to embody that which you're thinking about. If you think about getting that car, but you never 
act upon it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just gonna think something into reality. Literally, yeah. Like I'm not gonna picture. Imagine, like shut my eyes and imagine a car in front of me. Then it's just imagine. It's just right there in front of me. Obviously, it doesn't work like that. Right, and yeah, I mean yeah. that's the kind of the, the law of gestation, which that states that everything, every thought basically acts as a seed. And the more you nurture that seed, obviously, yeah, the more it grows. That's awesome. That's and cool. I like obviously, that. it takes time. If you plant a, if you plant a tree tomorrow, yeah. and then the day after, expect it to be a full-grown tree, <laughs> you're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we've got to bear in mind that I mean, at our current level of consciousness, that's the the, the way it is. You know, as yeah. we ascend, I believe that you know that might change. For example. We might be able to speed up that process using our consciousness, right? Quite rapidly, maybe. Yeah. I like I like what you said there. That really stuck out to me. That's really cool. So, like you said, how a thought is like planting a seed. If you think of a positive thing, let's say I think of this getting this this bright orange car I want. I've thought of that. I've imagined me having that. I've visualized myself having that. I've visualized myself sitting in that car, driving away after buying it. And right, right there, I've just planted a certain seed. Now, I can just not do anything. I can just sit at home all day and play Xbox, but just think of this and nothing's really going to happen because I'm just, that seed is there, but I'm not doing anything to help it grow. I'm not, I'm not nurturing it, like I said, I'm not watering this seed. So it ain't going to grow. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I've, I like what you said because I've got to act upon that thought. I have to... Feed, I have to nurture that seed. I have to feed, feed that seed, feed that seed. (laughs) (laughs) You feed that seed. Um, I gotta feed that seed. I gotta water that plant. I gotta water that flower or that tree, whatever it is, until it grows into a huge tree by acting in accordance with that thought, by um, doing what it is I've got to do to get to acquire that car, basically. So it isn't just plant a seed like it isn't it's more to it than plant. if you want to if you want to grow a sunflower you can't just plant a seed and that's it you have to water it right. basically yeah so i think that's the i'll just take you through a simple process of exactly what you're talking about here you know how we plant seeds energetically with thoughts and then we have to nourish them so we don't give any power to thought unless we emotionalize it is he emotion is energy motion emotion is basically our state of vibration hmm. so right now you and me everything in existence is energy as einstein said and you right now there i can see you sitting in front of me and you of course i see you right <laughs> yeah really you're just a mass of energy vibrating at different frequencies so what we need to do is take these thoughts and bring them into our emotional mind. So the mind, let's just for simplicity's sake, split it into two. So we have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. Yeah. There's much more to it than that. But for simplicity's sake, as I said, let's just say the conscious and subconscious. You see, your conscious mind is your thinking mind. And your subconscious mind is your emotional mind. And what we need to do is bring this thought from the conscious mind, thinking mind, mm-hmm into the subconscious mind, the emotional mind. You see, because the subconscious mind is, I think the statistics say, is responsible for around 97% of the results you experience in life. So you basically bring that, once you bring that into your subconscious mind, this 
idea becomes a part of your consistent state of vibration. Yeah. So even when so you're not you thinking about it, you are thinking about it. Conscious mind. Yeah. So yeah. the what is held in our subconscious mind, a part of our subconscious mind, is, is a paradigm. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Do you know what I mean by paradigm? Um, absolutely no idea. What do, you, what do you mean by paradigm? So, I mean, in the context I'm talking about here, a paradigm is a certain set of beliefs, habits, mm-hmm. which control a person's life. But because they're in the subconscious mind, a person isn't necessarily aware of their paradigms. Right, okay, cool. So, we need to change our paradigms and allow our subconscious mind to be open to the constructive thoughts that we wish to experience in actual physical reality. So it's when you start to bring it into your subconscious mind, it changes your state of vibration. And that's, I think that's the point I've been trying to get to for a while. And I made it complicated. <laughs> when you bring a thought into your subconscious mind, it literally changes your state of vibration in some way. And because it does that, you then start acting in different ways. And this is where this paradigm and, and your habits come in. Because you still, until you start acting in different ways, you cannot expect anything to change. With everything in life, for every action there is, there is an opposite and equal reaction. So when you start to change your actions in this unified energetic field of existence, there's an opposite and equal reaction, which basically creates new results. So imagine this is action, this is reaction. Yeah. (laughs) When you change this, this changes, and in the middle is your current reality. Right. So basically, what it sounds like to me is we're much, so much more than just seven and a half billion pieces of meat running about. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, that's the thing you see, because when you ask, if I was to stop you in the street, if I was a stranger and I was to stop you in the street and say, who are you? What would you say? I'd just say, yo, I'm Raph. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm my like, name. Yo, Raph. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And then if we think about that, really, that's just two words. And what are words? Words are just different frequencies. Energy. Energy, frequencies I guess. Energy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A name is a certain set of sound frequencies that we use to communicate clearly. That is what a name is. So that's not you. It's just a tool that you use for your self-identity. Yeah, definitely. So if you're not your name then what would you say? I'd say, well, I'm, again, that I'd probably say I'm a mixture of my mind, my body and my soul, I guess. Right, okay, so let's take the body. Your body is completely regenerated every five to seven years. Exactly, so. I've got the same use here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so it goes beyond your body. So we I guess your self-identity like... goes beyond your body. Exactly, and that's the... That again just goes to support this absolute illusion of separation. Yeah. Because what your body is now, in 20 years, it's going to be part of other physical matter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, that's why it's so important to eat healthy. Because our bodies literally become what we eat. You are what you eat, literally. Like, if you're eating good energy, you're going to be filled with more good energy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. and yeah, just to kind of show the the circulation, you drank some water today, right? Yeah, I'm gonna drink some right now, actually, first day. 
I'm gonna host it as well. Nice. I love water, man. Cheers. So good. Cheers, bro. Smashed it. I love it, bro. Uh, water. Yeah. So, yeah, water. The water that we just drank there. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's that? Buxton. Yeah. Buxton, Buxton mineral Buxton. water. So, it came out of the ground somewhere. Is it's like Buxton's a place in uh, Lake District, isn't it? Buxton. Oh, is it? Short in Lakes. Is it even a Lakes no, or Yorkshire? What? District. Big District. Yeah, Yorkshire. Really? Wow. My whole <laughs> life has been a lie. So Buxton. that's the water that we just consumed right then. Yeah. Well, what you just consumed came from the Peak District. Right. And it's now a part of you. <laughs> No, it is literally. Oh yeah, you know, is. the human body is seventy percent water. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, and you just drink water, so it's now going to be coming. Of course, you'll probably, you know, excrete them as well. Yeah, <laughs> definitely <laughs> peeing. <laughs> but before that, you know, that water might have been well. It was a spring. Yeah. Maybe it was an underground reservoir. Maybe before that, well, no, not maybe. Definitely before that, it was a cloud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe at some point it's part of the you know arctic ice field mm-hmm. and now it's part of you yeah and then after or the it's next... part of your physical vessel yeah it's yeah, not yeah. the truth of who you are well definitely not I'm more, of than, I'm more than water <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's the thing you see because as we start to peel back these layers of who we think we are all we're left with is an, with is an awareness what do you mean by just an awareness so let's just work that back on a scale so we've talked about the physical body and how all of the atoms that you know our bodies are comprised of are simply building blocks that are recycled within this earth and within you know the greater expanse of the universe yeah for example if you look at your hand now the carbon hydrogen nitrogen and oxygen you know the organic matter that makes your physical body for example, a carbon atom might have been just recently a. What did you eat for breakfast this morning? <laughs> Muesli. <laughs> Muesli, right? So oats. Okay, let's just make it a bit more exotic. You could say that part of your hand was once part of a tree in the Amazon, right? Or an African lion, right? Or even a dinosaur, because we're all just a sea, an ocean in motion of different atoms vibrating at different frequencies. So that's your physical body out of the way. Once you peel that back and you realise you're not your physical body and you're not your name, you get to, you know, your personality, mm-hmm. yourself, your self-identity. Your beliefs. Exactly. So, at the moment, I don't have any children. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not a father. But yeah. when I get children... You'll be playing a role create for children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might adopt. Maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. But when I become a father, that is then a label I will adopt. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily... That doesn't mean that the truth, the absolute core of who I am as a father, it's just a role that I've adopted. Like, for example, we both used to be university students. Right. We played a role of a university student. Exactly. And now we don't play that role anymore. Yeah. So we're still, but we're still us, obviously. We just don't play a certain role. So does that mean a part of, so we aren't students, we used to be students. Was that part of our, was that role part of our identity then? Yeah. And now a part of our identity is gone, would you say? I wouldn't say that it's gone. Because nothing... It's still a part of you. 
but yeah. it's not an active part of you. I would yeah, say. Well, it's, well, it's part of our history. It's part of our history, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's it's well by us both going to university it is like heavily influencing to the heavily influence us in like how we are today. It's helped to shape who we are today. So it's still yeah. a part of us, I guess. It's still a part of our identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And if you take the example of a, I don't know, a, a profession. What, what did you? For example, when I was younger, I wanted to be an astronaut so, so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when I, when I say when I was younger, a couple of years ago, I still really did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but say if I did become an astronaut, that really would just be another role, responsibility that I have in my life. It's not the essence of who I am. Yeah, of course not. And when you start to peel back all these layers, you liberate yourself because a lot of the suffering that is caused is through attachment and expectations to these roles and responsibilities that we all adopt. But you see, the only constant in existence is change. So if we become attached and expect certain things, when things change, that is when we experience suffering. Because if we're attached to something and it no longer exists, it causes resistance because we're experiencing a reality that we're not used to. It's the kind of the ignorance to the fact that we think everything is always going to be the way it is yeah when it definitely is not i mean you said it the other day like change is the only constant yeah exactly <laughs> i think it was like a couple of seconds ago was it not the other day <laughs> well, like, <laughs> when i remember you saying that is the other day so yeah my bad you must have said it a couple of seconds ago as well yeah i did yeah to be fair i probably said it a couple of days ago as well Wait, but yeah but, it... <laughs> but yeah change is the only constant yeah, so it's, I think it's really important. I mean, it depends how you want to live your life. But if you want to live life in the flow state, if you want to experience very little suffering, a life of joy and ease, yeah, but continuous growth and development, and you're, we kind of ride the wave of fuller expression and greater expansion. I'll get that. I'll get onto that in a moment. <laughs> you know, um, the tapping into the universal flow of life to allow your greatest version to just easily rise to the surface. But I'd just like to bring us back to peeling back the layers of who we think we are. You see, I said we've got all these roles and responsibilities. And when you peel back every single one, Mm -hmm. you realize that you're just an awareness. You're just experiencing this character in this lifetime. So the most fundamental part of who you are is just an awareness and you can get to a state where you become aware of the awareness and you no longer identify with the self you see this is how a lot of buddhist monks experience just constant nirvana in their life because they see straight through the illusion of separation in every moment that they experience they see themselves as the entirety of existence and because they're identifying with the entirety of existence there can be no suffering because they are everything yeah so you can never lose anything or anyone because they're all still connected to the same thing you're connected to they're all they are them and they are you exactly exactly and it's going back to well let's just bring the scientific principle in you know in chemistry and physics they use a lot the the first law of thermodynamics 
which is otherwise known as the law of conservation of energy, which states that energy can neither be created or destroyed, only transferred or transmuted into different forms. Yeah. And when you apply that, well, let's just first, you know, note that even though that's scientific and might be using experiments, that is still the same reality that we are present in. So that is applicable to us humans. Yeah. And it very much, you know, supports what I was saying before about how our bodies are regenerated. Even though we gain new bodies every, say, decade, it doesn't mean that our bodies have died or that what once was our bodies has just gone out of existence. Because energy just, just doesn't recycle. Exactly. Yeah. And even though it's very, very liberating to identify and know the absolute truth of who you are in terms of you are the entirety of existence, you are the essence of life itself, experiencing itself. Yeah. <laughs> and it's only the attachment to these roles and responsibilities that causes suffering. And when I say suffering, I don't mean, you know, trauma or, you know, if you lose someone, obviously you're going to, you're going to go through a process of grieving. Yeah. Of course, yes, that is suffering. But I mean, suffering on a scale where if you're waiting on the traffic lights and the lights are on red or there's huge traffic, just getting frustrated, you're causing yourself suffering there. And it's yeah. not the traffic that's causing you suffering. You're choosing. You're choosing. You're choosing be. for that situation to allow frustration to. Yeah, you're choosing to get annoyed when it's just <laughs> it's a minor and it? it's a bit of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So even though it is very beneficial and very liberating to practice non-attachment and know the absolute fundamental truth of who you are, the essence of life itself, just an absolute pure awareness and how it's important to detach, to cause that liberation from suffering within yourself. I also feel it's important to step into your self-identity healthily. For example, if you want to become a Hollywood actor, if you want to start the next Apple or the next Google, if you want to start an incredible non-profit organization, you must adopt certain roles and responsibilities that are in alignment with the vision you want to create. And I believe that every person alive right now on earth has a purpose. You know, we all have a purpose and I'm sure a lot of people know that, you know, really deep down within every single person is here to complete a mission, whatever that mission might be. And if we're to disregard this mission, this purpose, which will, of course, entail some roles and responsibilities. If we're to just completely dissolve that, it might not allow us to fulfill this mission to our you know, best. It might not allow us to complete this mission to the best of our ability. For example, you know, Jeff Bezos, he cannot just sit in meditation for six, seven hours a day. <laughs> yeah. Because he's... He's got stuff to do. He's got stuff to do. But yeah. Right. So I think it's all about balance. And some people might say, you know, balance isn't a thing that people should strive for. Maybe the best word to use is harmony. You know, dancing in harmony 
on the line between being attached, completely attached to your self-identity and then stepping into your self-identity healthily in a way that allows you to achieve whatever you want to achieve to, to provide value to others in whatever way that might be. Yeah, that's that's wise words from young Marcus. <laughs> um, Let's. I just want to share a. I just want to share an example of how self-image can be so important, and go back to how we were talking about the mind before, how the mind is. It's a tool for you to. It's a tool for the fundamental truth of who you are, life itself, the mind in my eyes as a tool to allow the essence of life itself to express itself and function in different ways and we were talking about how the mind creates your experience but you see the mind works in images for example if I was to ask you Raf what does a sunflower look like I just visualise a sunflower in my head Exactly. Yeah. And it's like anything. If I was to ask you, what is the car that you want? What does that look like? Right, <laughs> orange, baby. <laughs> so your mind thinks in images. Yeah. And that's why self-image is so important because you show up in life as the person you believe yourself to be. Ah, sweet. So, ah, that's cool. So if you perceive yourself as like a confident person, you will come across other people's confident, for example. Yeah, so basically, however you see yourself, the image you have of yourself in your mind is how you experience your life. It's how you show up in life. So I'll just take a example of Jim Carrey. I know you're probably familiar with him. Yeah, Jimmy Boy. He loves it, Jim. Cool <laughs> he guy. He is, yeah, very woke. Yeah, yeah. But an example is he went to Hollywood. I think he was pretty broke, didn't have much to his name and he just knew that he wanted to become an incredible actor you know in in the top films and he said he wrote down on a piece of paper a goal card carried it with him everywhere he went and that card explained who he was an actor that by I think it was by Thanksgiving 1995 he was an actor that had rendered 10 million dollars in return for acts and services. Oh, that's amazing. And that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. On I think it was Dumb and Dumber, the film that he oh, cast for. Yeah. For that film alone, he re- he received 10 million. And, uh, I mean, people might say that's coincidence. Okay, if you want to believe that, I'll let you believe that. <laughs> yeah, do what, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. But it just goes to show how what you fuel your mind with in terms of images, who you believe yourself to be, is who you will become. Yeah. You know, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, we become what we think about all day long. Whatever you think about all day long, that is what you're going to become. Like I've talked about law of attraction before, we are what we think about, we are what we imagine visualize perceive ourselves to be like we just said then our self-image mm-hmm. we see ourselves the way we see ourselves is the way other people see us mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 uh, 
yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. And anything what you said about Jim Carrey as well, that's crazy. That's quite cause, but it's not just that. Like, you go online, there's countless similar stories of totally unrelated people who, well, I say unrelated people, but everybody's really related. Everybody's the same. But uh, there's, to- there's so many different stories of um, the same thing. So I just don't believe it is a coincidence, personally. No, it's definitely not. It's law. This this <laughs> universe operates. Well, the universe doesn't operate. It's just in existence. But the dynamics of the different components of reality operate by law. You know, yeah. if you step off a building... The law of gravity. You're going to fall down to the floor. Because of the, yeah, exactly. Because of the law of gravity, yeah. Exactly. So the whole of existence is made up from different laws and if we learn about these laws and understand them and apply them we manipulate our experience in a constructive creative way and as i was saying before riding the wave of fuller expression and greater expansion in a way that allows you to continuously grow without causing that suffering you know a lot of people are experiencing burnout in this very fast-paced busy modern world yeah. But burnout is a result of thinking you have to, you know, kind of literally burn yourself, burn out, yourself out to yeah. achieve what you want to Constantly achieve. Constantly working every exactly. second of the day. Yeah. But if you look at a, I love using examples in nature, if you look at a tree, it grows from the ground, it grows from a seed, and it sprouts up as a little sprout breaks through the soil and then before you know it it's part of a whole jungle canopy yeah or a forest canopy wherever that tree is yeah <laughs> <a> jungle <laughs> yeah yeah it could be important yeah but you see the geometry behind this is fibonacci sequence the golden ratio right which is the spiral of creation that everything relates to the human body the, the geometry of the human body is an exact proportion to this golden ratio. So uh, anything, anything you can think of that is in the natural world is a result of this of this natural geometry. And if we learn to align ourselves with the sacred natural geometry of existence and work with these universal f- laws, we don't have to cause ourselves any struggles. We simply, with our level of awareness, we ride this wave of fuller expression and greater expansion you see because the universe is expanding at least this third dimensional universe is expanding at the speed of light yeah which is something like 300 million meters per second yeah rapid (laughs) yeah it's pretty (laughs) quick and everything that we can perceive is within this universe and if that's expanding at the speed of light surely that must mean everything within is expanding with it because it cannot go against the macro what do you mean by that so what i mean by that <laughs> what i mean by that <laughs> oh, i need to stop laughing wow so what i mean by that is well the universe is expanding at the speed of light yeah and within this universe there are certain laws that govern what happens within this space, within this energetic field we call the universe. 
And if the universe is expanding and these laws are in operation, if everything is operating through law, we can ride that expansion because we are part of this existence. So basically, if on the macro we are expanding, we must on the micro, I believe, be expanding. Yeah. And when I say micro, of course you can go subatomic and, you know, to the quantum fields. But I'm just talking about a person. Yeah. You know, when a person is born, they grow. They don't, like, as soon as a baby's born, they don't shrivel up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, everything in existence yeah, is a babies. Yeah. <laughs> and as a person, as a baby is born and they grow up, they cannot help but get wiser and learn lessons. You mm-hmm. can't go throughout life without learning lessons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. That'd be hard. I don't know if that's impossible, getting technical, but I would, <laughs> I don't think you could do that. It'd be hard not to. And that is what I mean by that. If we ride this natural universal flow that everything is for fuller expression and greater expansion as thomas troward said in his article entering into the spirit of it when you ride this universal flow of life and enter into the spirit of it meaning the fuller expression and greater expansion we will cease from our struggles our labors and anxieties and enter into that new order of life where perfect rest is one with ceaseless activity and i just love those words because it's so true we can just allow the universal flow of life to to take its course and we will ride the expansion and when we try to force things and you know, take that expansion into our own hands. Of course, it's good to have ambition. That's not what I'm saying. But when we try to force things, we create resistance. We create a resistant energy, which is actually detrimental to our growth. Because when we are giving resistance, when we are in a state of vibration, which is a resistant state, we can't allow that flow to flow freely because it's kind of like we tense up. It's not like literally we tense up, <laughs> but you know, the energy's constrict and we, we aren't tapped into that natural universal flow of life. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, that was really interesting stuff. So I've not, not thought about it before. And so just to go back to the question, who are we? I agree with what you said. We are God. And I think... I never really used the term God because for me, it, you know, it stems from religion and I've never really been religious at all. But the meaning behind it, I very much resonate with in terms of we are a drop of, in terms of we are a drop of everything that ever was or ever will be. You know, religions say that God is all powerful and all that ever was or ever will be, he is you. And yeah. your neighbour and it's, the plants and animals exactly, that yeah. is God everything is God and scientists say that energy is everything yeah I believe the answer you know we humans are energy plants and animals are energy mm. so 
energy is basically like God, it's source, it's the everything in existence. And we are a drop of this infinity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So God is infinity. And we are not separate from it. No. It's just this densely formed third dimension which causes this illusion of separation because we identify with these bodies and these roles and responsibilities that these bodies are playing out. You know, this character that we're fulfilling in this lifetime. In reality, we aren't we aren't a character. Like you, you say, life is a game. Life it's like life is a video game. When you're playing a video game, you are the person playing this character yeah. in this reality on the on your Xbox. Exactly. This big world. That's GTA or COD, whatever, yeah. Yeah. When really we aren't the characters we're playing on the game, we are the holding the controller. Like we are the <laughs> how can I how can yeah, I put it? No, but you know what I mean? It's, it's exactly what yeah. the you know Groundbreaking physics that's coming out is saying that we are, this is all a quantum hologram. A big illusion. It isn't real. Yeah, well, it kind of is real. It's real, but it kind but of is not as we perceive it to be. It's yeah. not all, the, like going back to what we were saying much earlier on, there's much more to existence than we can yeah, even see. Yeah, like 100%. Like, I do believe this is just a game, just a disc in the Xbox. I believe what this reality I'm experiencing is just the disc in my in my Xbox or PlayStation. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and we are, but we aren't just the characters, like I said, we aren't the characters we're playing. We aren't, I don't, I don't think that defines who we are, the roles we play, the uh, our names, like you said, our personalities even. I don't think that is just us, like we're so much more. And mm. I mean, we both spoke about that. Yeah, and just going back to self-identity and self-image, I think it's beautiful because we can choose who we want to be. Yeah, exactly. We choose how we play the game. Exactly. Especially in, you know, today's age. If you think about something you want to do, you can do it. <laughs> literally. Uh, literally, like, we can do anything, bro. We can do... We can do anything a human can do. And humans can do... To me, humans can do anything. So, uh, wow, bro, I just had the money stage vu right then. <laughs> just as I said that, and the way you looked, like a leaf outside fell, like, oh, bro, we've been here before. Deja vu, that's something for another episode. What's that? Overlapping time. Isn't it, bro? That's a, that's a topic for another another, another day, another conversation. That's mad. Uh, wow. Um, so I feel like we've both, we've kind of come to the same conclusion conclusion uh it all comes back down to however you want to name it if you want to call it god if you want to call it source if you want to call it infinity the universe yeah the way i awareness. was so if i was to answer the question who are we as simply as i can i would say that we are a drop of infinite potential and when i say infinite potential i mean that we are everything that has ever existed or ever will exist mm, yeah it's just we will adopt certain beliefs and work with different energies that builds our reality around us and it's up to us to choose what our potential is you know this podcast is all about exploring human potential 
and I believe we choose our potential. Yeah, I cannot agree more, bro. Of course, I believe on a more broader level, we all have a certain potential that is somewhat programmed, you know, by the laws yeah. of existence. Which we'll definitely talk about in a different episode. But we choose our potential. We choose how much of that potential we want to bring to light and experience. Yeah. Uh, perfect, bro. Yeah, I believe we uh, we decide what we're capable of doing and what we aren't capable of doing. We decide if something's impossible or not. Um, I was at interview, I was watching of Will Smith a while ago, like years ago actually, and he said a quote. I forgot who says a quote, but it's a famous quote. And he said, what is it now? He who says he can and he who says he can't are both usually right. And I feel, is that what you're saying, basically? Yeah, it's. I think it was Henry Ford who said that. Yeah. And Shout out, Henry. Yeah. If you think you can, you're right. And if you think you can't... You're also right. You're right. Do you know what I mean? You choose your potential. Exactly. And that goes back to the, the infinite potential part. Because if you think about infinite potential just think about what that means infinite potential yeah those two words if you think you can you can't and if you think you can't you can't there you go you're, cho- you're choosing your own reality right there you're deciding what you can and can't do you're choosing your own reality you're choosing your own potential and then which you know i mean I'd, I'd rather do more than less so i'd rather choose to do a lot than to i'd rather choose to be to be able to do a lot than to be able to do not a lot do you know what i mean yeah, and so there, do you mean in terms of variety or in terms of volume? I just... Uh, like, for example, would you prefer to master, let's say, just for simplicity's sake again, master acting? Yeah. Would you prefer to master acting or be very good at 10 different things? Yeah, personally, for me, everybody's different. Like, for me, I'd rather... I'm not obsessed with becoming the best at something. I'd rather be very good at 10 things than be the, become the best at one thing and dedicate to my, my life to that. Um, do you know I mean? Like, look at Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo. He's says he's created a healthy obsession of, for football, becoming the best footballer in the world. And he, 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 pretty much, he is him and Messi, they're the two best footballers in the world. Everybody knows it. Um, and that's cool. There's no right or wrong answer. Um, Talking to my mate the other day, who he plays poker for a living, amazing at it. He said he's obsessed with becoming the best poker player. He wants to be the best at playing poker to ever live, and that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's so cool. Um, everybody's different in it. For me, yeah, I'd rather just be very good at ten things. I I don't really have the desire to become the best at one certain thing. What about you? What do you? What is it like for you? At the moment, I. I just want to explore human potential. Yeah. To optimise and unlock, unveil our potential that is yet to be discovered. Because it's there already, like I was saying before, our DNA is only 5% active. Yeah. And as we start to activate more parts of our DNA, the things that we will be able to not only achieve, but also experience as humans is really what fuels me because I know that there is so much more to this existence like in ways beyond like I can't even really conceive it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but just 
it's the, just the kind of meaning behind infinite potential. And I've always been fascinated by the unknown, and I think that is what fuels me anyway, the exploration of the unknown. You know, finding things that have never been found before. It's exciting. I feel like the unknown can even be scary how exciting. Choose, choose for it to be exciting, I guess. Mm. So, so, bro, we've got a lot covered today and really interesting. I've learned a lot as well. Um, before we wrap this episode up, do you want to uh, cover anything else? I don't want to cover anything else. I just want to say to the listeners, well, thank you for listening, of course. But also let go of who you think you should be and allow life to show you who you truly are. Surrender. Surrender. And also, one more thing is to, I believe that on a global scale, we face a lot of change in the coming years. And I think there's going to be some events happening that are going to provoke humanity to question existence as it now is. So flow with it don't be scared it might seem scary at first but flow with the change okay it's all good this change is good yeah yes it's all good then nothing to be scared about all positive stuff all good stuff coming for humanity uh i believe gotta say positive do you know what i mean the world there's a lot of messed up things in the world but there's also a lot of beauty a lot of love a lot of light a lot of good stuff in the world and one day who knows bro maybe the entire world would be just pure good. Who knows, bro? Who knows? Uh, anyway, let's wrap it up. Brilliant episode today, Marcus. I bloody loved every minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun, man. Looking forward to the next, the next topic of, of conversation. Which is... Why are we here? Oh, there we go. Why are we here? brilliant i can't wait for that and we will be uh well i'll be attempting to answer the question why we're here next week next sunday so yeah thank you everybody for listening <clears throat> it's been a it's been a pleasure uh thank you marcus for giving us this insight and sharing your knowledge and all this groovy stuff which i've learned today and well, i'm sure a lot of people have learned today so thank you for that you're very welcome. Hey, brilliant. <laughs> uh, awesome. So thank you so much for listening. This has been episode two of Induction Day. If you want to check out our YouTube, please do. You can see our faces. And if you if you want that, that is. And uh, you can see the highlights if you just don't want to watch. If you don't want to listen. Oh, my honest, you've already listened to the entire episode. I mean, <laughs> if you want to, if you can't remember going back through the entire episode, just uh, check out YouTube. we got the highlights from each episode on there. And you can follow us on Induction Day if you fancy it as well. Um, you can follow this say you can follow us at induction day i mean you can follow us on you can follow us on instagram at induction day this has been the worst ever like what's the opposite to an intro that was real. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah brilliant i forgot i forgot that word existed yeah brilliant right i'm gonna stop talking now marcus uh thank you that's it for me thank you everybody see you later and marcus do you wanna <laughs>
Yeah, thank you for those beautiful words, Raf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Also, please give us an honest rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I'd be honest, you know, if you like what we're saying, let us know. If you don't, also let us know. And get in touch with us. Let us know if you want to talk about any specific subjects, if you've got any questions, or anything of the sort. Or anything of the sort. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a pleasure. And don't forget, every day is an opportunity to explore your potential. That's right. Oh, brilliant. Peace, love and wonder. See you next week.